Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host attorney Rodney Dowell here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the On Billable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys in their practice, especially solo or small firms. We're glad you could listen today on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Dowd, Director of the Massachusetts Law Office Management Program, offering free consultations to Massachusetts attorneys to improve their business practices. You can find more about our program at www.masslomap.org, and you can find one of our many articles about law practice management at our Mass Lomap blog, The Law Practice Advisor. M-A-S-S-L-O-M-A-P dot blogspot dot com. There you'll also find our blog roll featuring the best law practice management blogs in the country, such as South Carolina Small Firm by my friend Courtney Kennedy. We have two very special guests today. Joining me today is Joanna Forche, CEO of Inside Legal. Inside Legal is the insider's guide to doing business in legal technology, both in the U.S. and internationally. Joanna has spent the last 12 years working with legal technologists, consultants, industry vendors, and media editors and publishers, spanning roles as a marketing event guru, entrepreneur, and PR marketing agency business owner. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, Joanna. Hello. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for our next guest is Jobst Elster, head of content for InsideLegal.com. Jobst has 15 years of experience in the B2B arena, both on the corporate and agency side with a focus on technology and software in particular. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, Jobst. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, is the head of content, uh, do, you, do you have another title also, Jobst? Uh, vice president is the other one. Although head of content has sort of evolved based on the fact that a majority of my time spent is developing content for Inside Legal. Great. Well, I appreciate you both joining us today. Uh, And I understand that you are both at the uh, 2010 International Legal Technology Association Conference today, better known as ILTA, and that's being held in Las Vegas. Uh, We'd also look at the findings at the 7th Annual ILTA Member Technology Purchasing Survey and the collaboration between you and Inside and ILTA uh, to do that survey. Uh, Joanna and and Yopes, is the ILTA conference, uh, how's it going out there? Um, It is. It's going great. Um, It was uh, kind of a last-minute change to move to Las Vegas as it was originally scheduled for Nashville, and then the uh, venue was flooded. So considering uh, just three months ago they moved this conference, which has grown pretty um, exponentially in the last few years here, everything has been really smooth. Um, The attendance is up quite a bit on the attendee side, so from the firm side. Um, I believe it's up maybe almost 30% from last year. And it's great. The show is, is all about the educational sessions. So there's over 160 of those, and um, every, you know they're always well attended, and so it's going really well. Oh, that's great. Well, can you give me a couple of highlights uh, that you've personally seen so far? Yeah. Um, today,
today is the second day of sessions. So yesterday, sessions were on. Um, we also do the vendor program every year for ILTA. This is, I think, our eighth year doing that. Um, so we held an afternoon of sessions for consultants and vendors on everything from social media to thought leadership. Um, and a very interesting session that we put on with Joy Heathrush of Sidley Austin, who is an ILTA past president last year, and then this year's uh, ILTA president, Scott Christensen, on advice for selling to law firms. So um, we're kind of always in the, the middle between the vendors and the firms and the consultants. So we kind of see the pains on both sides. So um, it's really great to hear from the firms, you know, directly on advice to the vendors. You know, how do they want to be worked with and um, how's the best way to reach them and kind of some do's and don'ts on that. So that's always a highlight. Um, and we open up for voting each year for these sessions for this program. So that's one that always gets, um, you know, a, a lot of votes. So that went on yesterday afternoon. That was great. Um, really well attended. Um, last night was the opening reception in the hall. So um, it was, you know, a great party, a lot of socializing, um, and some of the vendor booths, you know, vendors were dressing up their booths in, in a Vegas theme. Um, so most of the um, real educational sessions starts today. Um, I think Yopst um, was in a session yesterday. Um, Yopst, do you want to yeah, it was, uh, thank you. Yes, there's actually, there are several sessions that, that kicked off yesterday, and one of the ones that I attended that I thought was very interesting was a session that was focused on increasing communications between the IT managers and IT professionals that are attending this show and their users, the attorneys. And the, there was a very impressive panel. It consisted of some former large firm CIOs, uh, in addition to several vendors who've been working with the member firms for many years, and they spent quite a bit of time researching this topic, doing interviews with, uh, uh, with managing partners at large firms to get their feedback on how IT can work more effectively with their user base. And uh, so that was a very, very, very good session. Um, it was one of the, the earlier ones, and I think it was a room that maybe held a few hundred and uh, there was people sitting all, you know, all along the aisle. So it was very well attended, and it's definitely something in terms of a theme that resonates with this audience because there's the constant challenge of trying to provide their user base, the attorneys, with the tools and technologies they need to do their job more efficiently. Always a challenge, I think, uh, based on my experience, to communicate with, with the attorney users, some of which have very little actual interest in the technology you're trying to to get them to to use, um, with the, can you tell us a little bit about how Inside Legal is collaborating with ILTA on this legal technology vendor educations? Yes, um, probably about I guess eight years ago, um, ILTA used to do a thirty minute business meeting on the opening day, which is really setup day for the vendors. Um, we approached them about, in the beginning, adding a media panel because we um, work a lot with um, media and consultants in terms of, you know, putting out panels, really kind of, you know, it, trying to educate the vendors and really both sides on how to work better with each other, um, you know, again, kind of 
constantly being in the middle of that group, it's interesting that, you know, the editors are really needing content, but the, you know, the right content. And on the other side, you know, the vendors are, you know, really wanting to provide content and there just was kind of a disconnect on, on how that, that would work together. So we started off with um, an editor's panel and that's something that we did for seven years. So we would have um, Law Technology News, ABA, um, a lot of different of the different publications, ALA represented on the editors panel. From there, we kind of would add a session when it was asked. Um, and now we've gotten up to I think we have five sessions in all. So um, they're kind of you know thirty minute briefings. So uh, yesterday we did vendor thought leadership, advice for selling to law firms, um, social media, and then PR being more than just press releases. Um, after that, we do a presentation, kind of the highlights that Yopes does of the the annual built-to-member technology purchasing survey. So we end with a kind of an overview of that. And and I'm sorry, Yopes did that already or that's coming up? Um, nope, that was done yesterday. Okay. So every year at this session, we release the survey and Yopes goes through kind of anything that... Um, you know, is interesting from last year. Um, each year we, we change it up just a little. The, the uh, majority of the survey stays the same, but each year we add something about, um, you know, whatever new topic may be happening last year. Um, I think the year before last we did e-discovery. Last year we really did a lot of questions about the economy and, and budgets and what was going on there. Um, and then this year, although we have kept uh, the budgeting and in, in Economy questions, we also added um, more technology trends, um, a couple of on collaboration and outsourcing and a couple of other things. And so let's uh, focus on some of the uh, highlights of that survey. Uh, it, it indicated that uh, 45% of the reported their firms were already back to normal financially. Is that, uh, it, that was one of your findings? Was that surprising to you? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, especially... Um, you know, as as Yopes has, has coined this last year was kind of definitely the the doom and gloom. So it was a matter of, um, you know, were budgets going to be back to normal this year? Were they going to be, you know, increased? Um, a lot of them was, a lot of the situation was that the budgets were remaining the same, but everything was on hold. So, um, and there was a lot of interesting findings about that from last year too. But um, you know, I was I'm just going to, I was just going to ask. You said there was uh, some number of interesting findings about that. Also, uh, what were some of those findings that you found interesting from last year? Actually, what um, and we were talking about the financials. What's what's what was really interesting there again was what Joanna had mentioned. You know that last year, I guess it's kind of hard to use as a benchmark just because it was so you know such an anomaly in terms of what trending we had been seeing on the financial situation and on the budget. So one of the measures that we use. Uh, that we one of the questions that we ask uh, in the survey pertains to uh, what percentage of overall firm revenue the firms and the IT groups are spending on technology, and that percentage really is still to a large degree in line with where it was last year. So there's still obviously recovery there going on. So that was one aspect that was interesting to see. Uh, another yeah. another financial-related aspect that we drill down into, and this is all, these surveys are usually all, uh, the, the way we put these questions together is based on feedback from vendors and members. So one of the questions that 
members had that they wanted to find out about was how how uh, much do firms spend on average per attorney? What is the technology spend per attorney, the allocation? And uh, again, there we, we provided various ranges, and that per attorney spend is down quite a bit. So again, not necessarily surprising, just interesting to see that. But on the, on the flip side, when asked, you know, if you look at the 2010 technology IT purchasing budget, how does that compare to last year? And things are a lot rosier, and that's where that 44, 45% uh, number came from. And okay. uh, we had also, uh, feedback had also, you know, we'd also gotten the feedback um, that the, the firms that had growing tech budgets cited an average increase of 11% versus last year. Um, and you can also see when you look at what firms are implementing versus what they're planning, you can see that the projects that have been on hold from previous years are now being unlocked and being being implemented and worked on. And I noticed what struck me as an interesting uh, uh, finding was that 17% of your responding firms indicated that they were implementing more of a cloud strategy this year. Can you expand on, on that finding a little bit? Yeah. And this, you know, this is interesting because uh, last year was actually the first year that we sort of, you know, officially within the parameters of the survey asked the question. And we were somewhat surprised that that number, you know, was only nine just because it had, you know, obviously that topic just has been you know the you know the buzzword in the industry, and everyone seems to be talking about it. Um, but in terms of, um, so it was interesting to see that there is that there is an increase there for this year. But specifically, uh, some of the specific application areas that were mentioned there pertain to we. So we had a series of questions in the cloud area. One of the things we asked was. Uh, what what is the the benefit that you're looking for in terms of uh, a cloud offering? And you know that was really interesting because we figured that a lot of the answers would be related to cost savings. Uh, but in fact, one of the top uh, answers was that the benefits they were looking to derive was a disaster recovery and backup related one. Um, and then scalability and of course capacity, and then also reduced staffing costs was another one in terms of. Um, importance. Um, so that was interesting. And then we, we uh, also uh, asked specifically about concerns and challenges that the firms, and again, keeping in mind that this ILTA membership that we polled are larger firms with 50 or more attorneys, what right. uh, concerns and challenges they have when they're looking at a cloud computing sort of approach which would maybe to some degree, you know, explain the 17% and not higher. And they're not a big surprise. The number one point was security. So that was cited by over half of the respondents. And then reliability and stability and data confidentiality um, was also something that was mentioned. Um, another one that came up several times, which we found uh, uh, intriguing, was sort of the lack of management buy-in. So that tells us that there's still quite a bit of education that needs to be done internally to sort of get, you know, management to understand uh, why they should embrace a cloud strategy. Uh, that is interesting. So, uh, and are, is that in response to the technologist in the firm trying to push the cloud 
technology and then the, the management, the lawyer management coming back and saying that they're not ready for it? Is that well, what those results are? Of, yeah, I think part of the answer to one of the issues they were having was um, executive buy-in. So uh -huh. a lot of that is, you know, trying to um, respond to some of the challenges that they're having and that there are cloud computing um you know, solutions that are there, but it's still kind of a mix between um, the potential benefits versus um, the things that they're still concerned about and whether that is really kind of selling that to the, the um, you know, the C-level in their firm um, and really having that comfortness with the definitely the security, the data, confidentiality. And a lot of that even came from, you know, concerns of, you know, where is if we send our data to the cloud, where exactly is that being housed? Who has access to that? Um, how do we ensure at the end of a, a project that we get everything back? So um, I think it's right now that's kind of, I think, the seesaw that it's on is everyone sees the benefits and the potential, but um, right now I think a lot of them feel that it's just not ready yet. It's not been tested. Um, and a lot of the services are not, you know, they feel specific to legal, so it doesn't really have a lot of... Um, you know, legal's unique challenges in mind and, and are kind of covered there. Sure. Now, I also noticed that for the um, legal IT departments, your survey indicated that email management, staffing issues, and storage needs are some of the biggest challenges. And that it seems to me like those are also some of the in things that you indicated were the concerns or the interest in the cloud computing also. Yes, definitely. I mean, that's um, and and those have been the same for the last couple of years. So I think um, at least the last two or three, um, by far, when it comes to what are the challenges um, internally, email management has been at the top of that list. Um, kind of with definitely some, you know, everything else coming up a, a distant second to it. Um, again, you're exactly right. I think the um, you know, the decision to look at moving to the cloud is, you know, to really to kind of address some of those concerns, um, email management, and also the storage needs. Um, but again, I think it's still becoming, there are definitely some firms out there. Um, we have actually met with a couple of law firms, um, one in particular, Bradford and Barthel, who is you know, I think a, 200, a little over 200 total employees, around 100 attorneys, um, and they're moving completely to Google Apps. I mean, and that's something they're, you know, right in the middle of doing right now. Um, so we've been doing, you know, a series on that and kind of how that's working out. We had um, people from the industry writing in, uh, you know, questions and, and then from there talking about um, Microsoft legal cloud strategy. So kind of comparing what's going on between, you know, I guess um, a lot of the, uh, the firms feel more comfortable either going with, you know, Google or Microsoft. So they're really starting to want to get these answers on how exactly is this done? You know, what is uptime considered? You know, where's our data stored? And how do we, you know, make sure that we know all of these things all the time? Now, are you doing any presentations uh, at uh, the ILTA conference on this? Uh, I'm sorry, what was the name of the firm? Uh, it's um, Bradford and oh, Barthel. Okay, Bradford. Yeah. Are you doing any presentations on what's happening with that? Or I, I know you were writing about it on your website. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no, we are not doing presentations on site. We actually did a case study at InsideLegal.com okay. on um, particularly what they are doing. And then it was interesting because from there we got a, um, a lot of questions from uh, industry consultants. And so we went back and had them do kind of a, a review to that, which is always interesting. You know, we wanted to hear, um, we had questions from a couple of other CIOs from different firms, um, Dennis Kennedy, Tom Mile, um, some of the consultants. So we kind of went back to them with those questions and they answered those. And then from there, we got contacted by Microsoft who said, you know, we want to definitely tell our story as well. So this is something that they're making a huge investment in, um, particularly in the legal industry. So they're really wanting to, you know, get involved on that side as well. I do know that Eric Hunter, who is heading up Bradford and Barthel's um, move to the cloud is here and he's presenting. I believe he's also on the ILTA conference committee. So I believe he might have presented yesterday on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there are, there definitely are some sessions on that and I believe um, like almost a round table discussion on that as well. So. Oh, that should be a very interesting discussion. Yopes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no problem. I was just going to add that there's uh, there's actually the, one of the components of ILTA, of the educational tracks, is something called ILTA University which is really sort of a hands-on uh, track which where, where you know, IT folks are actually demonstrating different products. And one of the sessions on Thursday as part of this LT University is actually on Bradford and Barthel's use of Google Apps. And I don't believe that it's Eric doing the session. It's one of his colleagues in IT. Um, but I know that's happening as well. Well, that's really interesting. Uh, right now, we need to take a short break. When we return, we'll speak more with Joanna Forche and Yopst Elster. Engage your brain. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and listen to all the great legal podcasts. Interested in having a show on Legal Talk Network? We'd like to talk to you about building your firm's marketing strategy with legal podcasts. Give us a call at 781-551-9960. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Unbillable Hour on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Rodney Down. I'm joined by Joanna Forche, CEO of Inside Legal, and Yopst Elster, head of content for InsideLegal.com. Really appreciate you uh, joining us for this discussion today. This is really interesting. Um, and would I guess at this point, would I like to, are there any other particular highlights uh, from either the conference or the survey that uh, that you'd like to tell our listeners about? Um, I, I think a lot of what, there's definitely some, some new questions that were added this year to the survey, which, um, like I mentioned before, we, we kind of do that each year depending on what some of the hotter topics are going to be. Um, one of the things in general that we added this year is a little bit more information on social media and also um, collaboration internally and externally. So how do they collaborate internally amongst the firm and then how do they collaborate externally with their clients? Um, I think on one side of it, blog readership is up quite a bit um, because last year we were quite surprised that it was, um, you know, barely about half of the respondents that were actively reading some of the legal technology blogs um, that were out there. Um, and definitely, I think more so on that case is the uh, general technology. So a lot of, you know, Google News and Gizmodo and those types of blogs. Um, 
and then uh, definitely an, an increase too on legal technology podcasts. So that's definitely a really good sign as well. I think they're starting to uh, realize the benefits there um, and to increase that. On the social media side, um, it's not a surprise. This, uh, you know, I think for the last three or four years that we've had this question here, LinkedIn is by far um, the leader in what they're actively using for professional use um, there. And then on um, what other associations other than ILTA, ALA, which is the Association of Legal Administrators, um, was on the list there. So um, also uh, we ask what have you used to you know, aid in a purchasing decision. So what do they, you know, really take to heart when they're looking at purchasing something? Um, by far, other colleagues and, and their IT um, peers was the top vote getter there. Um, the other one was peers and other law firms. So, you know, as, as I think that's to be expected that firms are looking at other firms. Um, one thing we thought was really interesting here is number three this year came in at Internet Research, which was up from nine last year. So, um you know, we kind of took that and questioned and asked everybody, you know, take a look at your website. You know, is that, um, you know, have you really have it updated and used it? Because people are starting to use that a lot more. So I thought that was interesting as well. Oh, that is interesting. The only, the only other point um, I, would, I would make is, um, again, sort of looking at uh, the, or realizing that a lot of the, you know, IT budgets that were locked last year have, started uh, to become available, um, there's a, a very evident trend uh, about uh, firms now looking to upgrade, especially their operating systems and anything related to office. So, 43% uh, of the respondents uh, that we that responded to the survey indicated that they are um, looking at an office upgrade um, that's part of their 2010-2011 technology priority. And you, uh, so that's really interesting. And I'm sorry, um, are you talking about Word, uh, off, uh, Microsoft Office Suite when you're talking about the upgrade? Yes. Yeah. So going yes, from what, two, 2003 to 2010 or 2007 to 2010? Or what do you find the, uh, what are they looking for as far as what are they upgrading from and what are they upgrading to? It's a it's a really interesting question because if you you know if you just looked at that you know that particular finding and knowing that Office 10 is now available, you might jump to the conclusion and say, oh wow, they're all embracing this new technology. When in fact, most of these upgrades are predominantly you know a version behind. So which is something that's you know this is not not particularly surprising, especially in large firm environments. Um, right. So, you know, we often have conversations and we talk quite a bit with uh, the various, you know, outsourcing companies and, 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 and providers of, you know, outsourced help desk support and that sort of thing. And when we ask them, you know, what the biggest uh, help desk tickets, I, ticket items are, they're always talking about um, office, but usually, you know, 2003 and older version. So that tells us that's what the firms are using now. So I think they're ramping up to be in a position in a few years when 2010 is proven in the large firm legal space to then make that transition. Oh, that's interesting. Well, we need to uh, start to wrap this up, but Joanna and, and Yopes, I'd like to give you one last chance to tell us what your biggest takeaway from the survey is. Um, well, on, on my end, 
and I think it was still the some of the financials. So again, um, after you know the huge dip uh, that we took last year, really kind of getting an idea of you know how much that was rebounding, um, and and a couple of the interesting. Statistics I thought on that was, you know, with the question being what percentage of total firm revenue are you spending on technology? The overwhelming percentage, which is 60% of the respondents, are spending 2 to 4% of their total firm revenue on technology. So that seems to be. Um, you know the the kind of the the sweet spot there with a thirteen percent doing a five to six percent. So, um, but again, overwhelmingly sixty percent are spending two to four. Um, also, on the annual technology spend per attorney, um, it's not quite as much a landslide, but forty six percent are spending between eight and seventeen thousand a year per attorney. Um, and then 31% are, are spending less than eight. So um, those numbers, I think, is um, is still you know an increase there. Um, and I think things in general, you know, starting to to bounce back. Also um, on budgeted items, you know, what this this group here being mainly IT directors um, and CIOs, um, you know, they're starting to the their executive review and sign off for purchases. I think is shifting um, quite a bit with uh, 24% of respondents can sign off over 50,000 on budgeted items, which I think was definitely um, a change from last year as well. Um, that, and then again, like we mentioned, the when you predict your firm will be back to normal financially, I think that, that was definitely um, good news. We were a little surprised to see um, you know, that 45% said they're already there. So as we had mentioned last year, I think it was, um, you know, although there were definitely issues there, I think it was a lot of people just, you know, maybe still had the budgets, but they were just, you know, frozen until they kind of saw what was going to happen, what was going on. Um, and then it already seems like they're starting to release it on that. And there's a lot of catch up, I think, that needs to be done. So kind of almost taking a year off in a way. Yeah. Well, those are really interesting financial uh, points, I think, uh, and what you saw in your survey. Um, but right now, we're going to have to wrap up this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. I want to say a very special thanks to both Joanna Forche and Yopes Elster for joining me today. Joanna, if someone wants more information on today's show, your survey, or Inside Legal, how can they contact you or get that information? Um, the complete survey analysis is at InsideLegal.com. Um, it's up in the top left-hand corner. You can't miss it there. And that's actually the uh, it's a 16-page survey. So that is um, the complete findings there as well. That's great. And uh, is there a way uh, that people can contact you by email or, or directly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, JF at InsideLegal.com. And Yopst is uh, Elster, E-L-S-T-E-R, at InsideLegal.com. And um, a lot of the findings that we're doing, we're doing uh, through Twitter as well. And um, that's at InsideLegal, all one word. Um, so we're doing just kind of a lot of the highlights in Twitter and also covering the ILTA show. So if someone is, is interested in what's going on out here as well, we'll be uh, covering that too. Excellent. And you can find out more about me, Rodney Dow, at masslomap.org. Uh, follow us on our blog at masslomap.blogspot.com and on Twitter at, at Rodney Dow, where I hope we can continue the discussion in 140 characters or less. Remember, you can also find this podcast and all Legal Talk Network shows at Legal Talk 
network.com and iTunes as well. I hope you will join us again on the next on Billable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Thank you. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast with Attorney Rodney Dowell. Join us again for the next edition right here on the Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app.